0: I want you to turn in your Bibles to Ephesians chapter 4 with me, Ephesians chapter 4. You know, we're talking about what God's doing in our church, and, and uh, just that church is awesome. How many know church is awesome? How many love it? I was glad when they said to me, let us go to the house of the Lord. I want you to say that with me. I was glad, I was glad. when they said to me, let us go to the house of the Lord. Coming to church, being in the house of God is an honor, a privilege, a, a blessing. You know, I'm, I'm glad we're in a country and in a, in a society where that's acceptable. I was in the Philippines years ago and we were over there for a huge conference. It was a young people's conference and pastors were speaking. My pastor was speaking. I was just there to just be a part. And so as I'm there, we went back to the back room and we realized there were people from Iran, Iraq, Russia. China and other nations of the world but many nations that were there at this conference we could they wouldn't talk about things uh, that would get them in trouble because they they were they were hidden churches that had come over to this meeting and they'd made it over for, and found a way to get into the country for this meeting and we were very careful because they were hidden and we didn't want to expose them because it was dangerous i don't live in that nation i live in the united states somebody ought to say praise god for america <laughs> And I know there are other free countries, but I'm just glad that I'm in this one. Amen. And so I, I, I think it's amazing that God has given us the privilege of having a church. Yes, amen. And he fits us together. You know, I, I've often said this. If you took a, a puzzle and you poured that puzzle out on the table, the pieces would fall all over. And if you just pushed them into a pile, that you just gathered those pieces. Right. But God didn't tell us that we were to be gathered It's not a gathering that we're supposed to be a part of. There's nothing wrong with gatherings. I'm not suggesting that it, but it doesn't form anything. He said it this way. He said we're to be fit together. Listen, this Ephesians chapter four says it this way. From whom the whole body is fitly, fitly joined together. We are a puzzle. Amen. And and listen, it goes on to say it's joined together and compacted by that which every joint supplies. How many know that you are called to supply something? I don't know what that is. I don't know what your supply is. And I see people, they run around all the time looking for the, what is my position, what is my source, and what am I supposed to supply? Well, some people come in with musical talents. Others come in with, with administrative talents, and there are gifts in the body of Christ, prophet, pastor, teacher, evangelist, apostle. But there's also gifts of governments and helps that God gives, helps uh, help the pastor or the ministry do the work of the ministry and so if you're out parking cars or you're or you're uh doing the ushering or greeting and all those things you know it's an interesting stat you may not know this this may be amazing to all of you but you know and i do this often and i don't know if i've done it in sumter but i, I re- regularly do it how many of you came to family worship center of course you in sumter came within the last year since since easter um, and you might remember that it was an Easter sermon, but if we went to the next service or you came in the next service and we said to you, what was the sermon that day? You couldn't tell me. You wouldn't know the scriptures that I used that day, although I think I'm really an amazing preacher. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> <Hallelujah>. <laughs> and every, everybody should remember every scripture I read. And, you know, I mean, you might take notes and maybe you have those things, but that's really not the way it happens. Now, that's the way we think is the churches that people come into the house of God, they're going to walk in. Once we get this building open up and we get all the signs out and we go after the city, you know, we've been really reluctant to do that. I don't want to pack them in without doing. They don't have to be strained with us as we go through this. I just thank God those of you that have strained with us what God's going to do with you because you've sown into the kingdom and it's going to make a difference. But... Um, as, as, you know, as as we look at this and, and see the church grow, uh, you know, you don't remember the verses that I read. You, you know, if we even asked you what the song service was that was on that Sunday, you couldn't remember the song service. I mean, what songs were sung on that Sunday? And even if it was Easter that you came that Easter Sunday, I mean, you wouldn't remember the Easter service we did. That's right. You don't even remember last week. Let's be honest about it. <laughs> Amen. However... We have come to know, and this is a real statistic and it's really real, that people make a decision about their church within eight minutes of arriving. Within eight minutes. How the car was parked, was the parking lot clean, was the bathrooms clean, were the, you know, that's why I'm saying, again, we're, we're going to open this up. It's going to be an amazing thing, and we're closer than ever. And ne- hopefully next week we'll have our final inspection on mechanical. Amen. We've hired the sheetrock people. They're coming in. We've got a price on all that. And that's pretty much the final thing other than you guys helping us clean. Amen. Nobody shouted amen just then, but you shouldn't. Amen. Just kidding. But, but I do appreciate all the help. Anyway, we're going to, we're going to come in here and go after people, but they're not going to make family worship center their choice. You know, when you're driving around, you're looking for a church. You didn't do it in the spirit. Now, some people come by, and when they tell me this, I rarely believe they're going to stay when they say, I found it. They drive up, and they're like, I found it. You know, like it was some miracle they found the church. I mean, it may have been something that drew you to the church, but there's something about you connecting to the church where your treasure is, your heart will be. It's not just that you found it. It's that you were looking and continued to work to find what God had called you to do. Somebody say amen. And so it will be... Those of you that operate in other ministries, not necessarily the preaching that gets done or the music that gets played, it, it will be those of you that greeted the door. You'll remember who you met at the door. How many of you remember the people you met at the door? You probably even know their name. Everybody met Nancy. Somebody say, Amen. 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 So you know Nancy. Amen. You also have seen how we've changed the bathrooms. You knew what they looked like on the first Sunday, you knew that it didn't flush, and we were disappointed. Somebody say, Amen. But somebody shout, it is fleshing now. Yeah. Somebody shout, glory to God we want it to flush amen we want to you know i came in when we were going to move in this little room i wanted to make sure it was right we came in and spent a whole week just trying to paint walls and put in ceilings and new lights we put in a new ceiling in here all new lights and did all the all the stuff around just to try and make it feasible so that it would be acceptable there's certainly more we have to do but not to do it before we get that done there'll be things we'll do over here that will be different but uh you know it's that eight minutes How how were you greeted how did it feel how did it smell how were you treated? When we get to the point where we're having full nurseries and children's ministry, how did that go? How, how how was the ushering? How was, I mean, this order? Because the Bible says everything has to be done decently and in order. There are great preachers, phenomenal preachers that preach the word. I mean, I'm a, I, I do a pretty good job. I do it the way God called me to do But there are guys that can preach and just your socks will roll up and down and yet have no business sense whatsoever And they'll have 15 or 20 in their church, not because they can't preach or even have the presence of God. They could have the presence of God in the building. And it wouldn't matter because it was so disorganized and so out of order that you couldn't stay. You couldn't even receive what was there. We ought to be able to receive what God wants to give. Somebody ought to say amen. And I thank God for a church that's in order and decent. Amen, it ought to be done that way. And you should say, I want to find my place to supply decently and in order. God has a ministry for all of us. That's why He says every joint supplies. Aren't you glad? I know I don't have anybody in here in a wheelchair or anything like that. And I and if we did, we'd pray and believe you could get up. Amen. And if you didn't, we'd pray all the way to heaven and then you would get up. Amen. Somebody ought to say amen. amen. I'm never disappointed when I don't see an instantaneous miracle because I don't have to be the one that, that does the instantaneous miracle. I mean it's always on God, not on us. Somebody ought to say Amen. amen. Always on God, not on us. And we have to be aware of the Spirit. While I'm saying this, let me teach you a little something. You have to be aware of the Spirit. You have to be aware of the leading of the Holy Spirit. I've walked in, 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 in uh, grocery stores, and I walked in, and I saw a chair, and I saw a young kid sitting in the chair, and all he could do was move his head, and he had all this equipment to move his body and his legs. And I've wanted to run right over there and lay hands on him and say, Get up out of that chair. How many of you ever felt that way? Yes, yes, yes. And yet you had no leading of the Holy Spirit in that environment to do that. Amen. Now, there are environments where God works. Obviously, we create environments. That's what services do. We come in, and, and that corporate anointing brings the presence at greater levels, so to speak. Amen. We're working together. We're believing together. Faith contracting. It works together. And we see great things happen because where two or three are gathered together in my he didn't say at the grocery store. I'm not saying he can't be at the grocery store, but be aware that the greatest working of the Spirit will be where we are in his name. Amen. He says he comes in praise. When we praise him, he inhabits the praise. Well, you're not in a grocery store praising. That's right. Amen. I'm teaching good. Am I saying you can't see somebody healed in the grocery store? No, if God leads you, go lay hands on him. Amen. Otherwise, you should be aware of the leading of the Holy Spirit. If he don't lead you, don't. Somebody say amen, because they'll be still sitting there, and you'll look stupid. That's a terrible word. I shouldn't say it. My wife would make me put a quarter in a jar. (laughs) I mean, I'm not trying to to lower your faith. Faith is always supposed to be high in us, but wisdom is too. Wisdom is 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 an important thing. Knowledge is an important thing. You don't just run into rooms and command people to get up out of beds. And I'll tell you why, because I just let me give you an example of my mother. I'll give you an example of my mother. When my mother, my mother died at about seventy, some, 73 or whatever it was, and she had had a brain trauma. What happened was is a medication in her body that she took caused her to have an allergy. And in that allergy, it started breaking vessels in her brain. The first one was bad enough. We rushed her to the hospital. She had had this brain bleed, and uh, they were able to stop that and keep her alive, and medication was good, and, and she had begun recovery. But I'm going to tell you, after she had begun recovery, we didn't know what the long-term prognosis would be. How much therapy would she need? How much time would she need? Now, she could talk and all those things, and communication was good. We didn't have you know uh, complete debilitation, but she was weaker certainly after that event. But the second one that she had was far greater. She had gone off and gone. they had taken her. When I came into the hospital, she didn't look the same. Everything had changed. I didn't run over to the bed and say, hey, mom, get up. Get up. Do I have the power of God to say get up? I do. But God didn't lead me to do that. As a matter of fact, I went over to the bed and I put my hand on my mother. and said, mom, I think it's time to go home. I mean, God hooks up where our faith is at. She'd used all the faith she'd had, and we didn't get any better with her faith. I didn't have a miracle gift on me. There are gifts of healings, working of miracles, tongues, interpretation, prophecy, words of wisdom, words of knowledge. You understand, there are gifts of the Spirit. In order for my mother to have gotten up off that bed, it would have taken more than just a moment with God. It would have also required other gifts. I don't think anybody's hearing what I'm saying. She would have needed the working of miracles. She would have needed the gifts of healings. She would have needed the gift of faith. It wasn't, in, it wasn't just going to be a momentary experience. We ought to have enough wisdom to realize where we are in the events. If someone had, had been hit by a car outside, you would have an emergency. And I've seen God work with me in emergency situations that were much different than someone who knew God, who'd gone into a condition, and they went into the hospital, and then they had to use their faith. I'm preaching real good now. Because they didn't have their faith here, I could operate my faith there. When they're in here, and I noticed that, when I've seen people get up off the street and make it to the hospital, it now becomes their faith to get out of that bed. I hope I'm helping somebody today. Anybody hearing what I'm saying? I love you. I don't want you to run into a hospital where somebody's laying in a bed and they've had a stroke and they're crippled and their body's broken down and they're 100 years old and you said, get up out that bed." You should have more wisdom than to tell somebody that. You should have been taught by a pastor to to know to operate the work of God better than that. Amen. Don't diminish God. Raise God up. He doesn't have to be put down. He needs to be lifted up. He said, if you will lift me up, I'll draw men to myself. Does God want to raise people off of beds? Yes. Absolutely. Then let's do it God's way. Let's do it God's way. That's just a little wisdom I thought I'd throw in there to help you so you understand. And don't get discouraged. My mom was up in age. She was at a certain point. My mother would, she was one of those people who said, Lord, just come get me. I'd just, I'd be, she'd be praying. I'd hear her praying in the room. She says, Oh, I'm ready to go to heaven. I thought the day she went, I said, Well, you did. Amen. We get what we confess. You'll have what you say. You'll have what you believe. I don't know what you said till you're 80 years old. I don't know what you didn't say up till you were 80 years old. Somebody ought to say amen right there. I can't fight where your faith is. I got to hook up where your faith is. If somebody's faith is in chemotherapy, then we hook up with them with chemotherapy. Amen. Amen. We hook up right there. We go right where they are. We believe right where they are. We're not offended by chemotherapy. We're not upset by doctors, nurses. We're not mad at hospitals. Thank God for hospitals, nurses, and doctors. We connect where faith is. We can Look at your neighbor and say, connect, connect. Where, faith where faith is. Say it again. Connect, connect. where faith is. I just thank God for long. I had a young man just pass away recently. He had lived for 17 or 18 years with brain cancer. And they had told him he would die within months when we first met him or when he first had the diagnosis. We'd gone through chemotherapy with him and so on and so forth. And then I watched as he continued to live and 17 years had gone by. I, I do believe, had you know, because it got stressful on them as a family and they decided not to come back to the church uh, during the last years of his life. And I wish they'd have stayed because I could have kept putting faith in them. I think if we kept, we could have got 18 years or 19 years or 20 years. Somebody say amen. Because faith works. Somebody know faith works. Amen. But thank God for 17, it was record breaking. I'll take record breaking. Somebody ought to say amen? One more day. One more day. I thank God for one more day. When I drive down the road and slip off the road, because I'm not, you know, really you don't want me driving. It'd just be better if somebody else drives. I like to pass the wheel off. I do. It's safer for everybody if somebody else drives. And so because I'll be up in somebody's mailbox, you know, in their driveway. And I mean, we, you, know, it just, you know what I'm saying. So, I, I mean, but I, every time I come back onto the highway and I'm still between the yellow and the white line, I'm starting to thank God because i got one more, <laughs> one more day. One more day. One more day. One more day. One more day, you didn't have a, 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 a beam of metal fall on your head. One more day, a door didn't slam you. You know, I mean, I don't know, but I just know God is with us. And he says, every joint supplies. You are not in a church to lack a supply. You are a supplier. And it's not that you're the preacher. That's not. That's a gift. That, that, that is an anointing that comes with a function. It's a function. But everybody is a joint, and everybody supplies. Somebody ought to say Amen. Amen. Thank God. And I want you to say that, other, I'm, a I'm a supply. You know, let I me mean, just give you an example. One of the greatest supplies you can give is prayer. You, One of the greatest things, the fervent, effectual prayers of righteous men and women. What does it do? It makes power available, dynamic in its way. Thank God that praying is essentially one of the highest callings a church member can have. When you go to a prayer meeting, start praying for your pastor. Pray for your church. Then as the Lord leads, begin to pray outside of that. Because, I mean, I think the Lord was clear when he said Judea, Samaria, the uttermost parts of the world. Start at home and move your way out. Amen. 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 So thank God. Pray for your pastor. Pray for, you know, my wife, you know, you may not know this here, and some of you might know, my wife's mother had uh, a disease and was, uh, uh, she fell. And when she did, she broke her, her uh, pelvis bone. Well, she was too weak to do surgery on the pelvis bone. It was not the cancer that killed my mother. But, you know, once you start taking cancer, you start doing choices. And one of those choices for her was chemotherapy. She began to take chemotherapy, and the chemotherapy began to do damage to her body. We know that. You know, cancer is one of those diseases. If you're not careful, the the disease is not as bad as the cure itself. Sometimes the chemicals that they give you are worse than the disease that you have. And in her case, I believe that was the case. Her, her, so she slipped off the couch and just fell on the floor. When she did, she broke her pelvis. When we went to the hospital, the surgeon said there's no way they could do surgery on her. She was not in a position to do surgery. Well, there's not much going forward when you have a broken pelvis. First of all, pain, disease, infections, all those kinds of things. Well, over time, it took her down and, and lowered her immunity, obviously. And so we ended up in hospice. And last week, or this week, Friday, my mother-in-law went to be with the Lord. Um, and so, I mean, uh, you know, what what did we need to do? Um, we needed the joints to supply. And I'll say this for everybody in the church, it ought to be that way. Yeah. And, and what does that mean? Does that mean that you come and bring us dinner? Well, if you do, we, I just took my family out of town. I decided we were going somewhere, go watch a movie. Amen. Just go get our mind off of it. We went and did, a, did a, one of those escape rooms. Y'all ever do an escape room? Those are fun. Did that, loved it. Family enjoyed it, just had the family together, took pressure off of Amy. But you know, when you come and say thank you, when you come and make a phone call and encourage and all those kinds of things, you're a joint. You're a joint that's supplying. And when you supply, listen, this is the amazing thing. And this is what I would say, you don't have to cook us dinners, but pat her on the back and tell her you love her. Amen. amen. But we ought to do that for everybody in the church. Amen. Every joint supplies. Somebody say amen. And it says, according to the effectual working of every measure of every part, and this is, says, this is what it says, every measure, every part, it makes increase, say increase, increase of, the of the body. We will not increase until the joints supply. Amen. If you think Pastor Steve can build this church, you're wrong. It takes the Holy Spirit. He's the one who calls. It takes the Holy Spirit to do it. But the Holy Spirit doesn't just work in Pastor Steve. See, people miss that because they don't understand that he's called you. That the Holy Spirit lives in you. That you are a demonstration of him. And if people are going to come, he uses you. You. You're the joint that supplies. Amen. Every measure increases the body. And then look at this. So it increases the body unto the edifying of itself in love. How many know God works through love? He is love. And the church ought to be filled with his compassion and with his love. Every joint supplies. I want you to say, I'm a supplier. I'm a supplier. Come on, say it again. I'm a, I'm a supplier. And then say, in the house of God. In the house of God. Amen. You know, I, I saw something. that said, you know, the guys came to me and they'd seen it before. And, and there were churches that used it years ago. My church is awesome. Well, first of all, it's not your church. So when they brought it to me and now we're not going with my church is awesome. I, I know what you're trying to say but I don't want to confess that it's mine cuz it isn't mine. It belongs to him. I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against. You. He didn't say he'd build your church. He said he'd build his church. Every one of us is a supplier in his house. You belong to him. You are his vessel. You are his child. You are the sheep of his pasture. Hallelujah. Amen. So I thought, no, that's not what I want to do. I just want to say church is awesome. When we get in the house of God, you know, there are other churches. They don't believe like us. They don't have the, the outpour of the Holy Spirit, the benefit of that. They don't have the benefit of healing in their church, or they don't have the benefit of prosperity being taught, but they have Jesus. We're not enemies with people who have Jesus. We're lovers with people who have Jesus. They're part of the team. Amen. They're just not part of the FWC team. Somebody say amen. amen. They may be part of the Baptist team. Well, thank God for the Baptists. Amen. Right. They get folks saved. That's right. amen. I mean, you know, the Baptists have done a good job getting folks saved. Amen. And then they come over to the Pentecostal. We get them filled with the Holy Ghost. Amen. It's hallelujah. <laughs> hallelujah. <laughs> amen. It's different supply. It's a different supply. That's right. So God wants to use us, and He wants to use us to touch Sumter. And the world, because see, Sumter's going to grow to the point it's going to reach out. It's going to help build Hartsfield. It's going to help build wherever we go from there. And so thank God I'm a supplier. Somebody say, I am a supplier in the house of God.